0: Thank you for joining me for today's Beastwatch News Update, news from the internet's most comprehensive Bible prophecy news website, beastwatchnews.com. I'm Kimberly Rogers Brown. Welcome. This is Heather standing in for Kimberly. The US and Israel just made a move that could turn out to be a big uptick in war in the Middle East. Did you hear about it in the news? Turkey and Russia made a deal about Syria. In this report, we'll see how that is doing. But first, the coronavirus once again dominates the news. Is this virus as virulent as the New World Order leaders want us to believe it is? Or is it possibly worse? No one really knows. The chaos may be designed to prevent us useless eaters from getting at the truth. Are the drastic measures really necessary since the regular flu so far is deadlier than this one? Or could there be more sinister reasons for the panic that us useless eaters are not being told about? Yahweh's controlling hand can be seen in the fact that Iran's plans for Israel appear to have been slowed. Iran isn't threatening Israel at this time because it's totally busy with the bug. It helps that 24 Iranian parliament members are sick and two have died, but this bug won't keep Iran off Israel's back forever. Hang in here to find out what move the U.S. made with Israel in recent weeks while everyone was looking the other way. Rabbi Mattiahu Glazerson, who has written more than 30 books, and been quoted by multiple Israeli websites, made a video in which he uses Bible codes to back his prediction that within the year, Iran will attack Israel. Pointing to an excerpt in the book of Deuteronomy, Glazerson specifies a series of highlighted letters equidistant from one another that spell Iran Tikov. Iran will attack, he explained. Near Iran-Tikov is another ELS equidistant letter system that highlights Tav, Shin, Mem, and Pei. This, he said, refers to the year 5780, which is the current Jewish year, and he says the combination almost guarantees the destruction of Israel. Iran's attack on Israel is predicted in Psalm 83 and Daniel 11. Iran In ancient Persia is called the king of the north by Daniel and will be either a great tribulation trigger or will occur early in the great tribulation. It may be that the white horse or rider wears a crown in Revelation 6 verse 2 will be the Mahid of Shiite Islam going forth to conquer the earth. He carries no arrows for his bow, because Islam is a religion of peace. Get the symbolism? Shiites don't use arrows. They use swords, and those swords come forth with the red horse. The blood red horse with the sword will precede the black economic horse and the pale one that unleashes everything else that brings death. These are the first four seals, and isn't it interesting that the first seal has a rider with a crown. The coronavirus microbe wears a crown too. This crown virus appears to be a precursor to the Book of Revelation plagues. Coronaviruses get their name for the spiky projections on their surface that resemble the prongs of a crown. The Book of Revelation speaks of other crowns on the heads of the various beasts, Revelation 12, verse 3, 13, verse 1, Locusts, Revelation 9, verse 7, and the rider of the white horse, 6, verse 2. Yeshua and his woman, along with the 24 elders, also have crowns, but these are crowns of glory, not destruction. The crown virus is a man made microbe of destruction. This plague is not a Book of Revelation event. However, it is probably one of those precursors Yeshua spoke about. Matthew 24 verse 6. You hear of wars and rumors of wars, see that you aren't troubled, for all this must happen, but the end is not yet. 24 7. For nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines, plagues, and earthquakes in various places. Verse 8. But all these things are the beginning of birth pains. So this is just a tiny feel of the pain to come. Birth pains always precede the actual birth and the great tribulation will be the actual birth of Yeshua's kingdom on earth. Beastwatch News has been reporting that this virus was likely a man-made bioweapon for the purpose of culling the elderly human population. It is also a possibility that the hullabaloo and panic created by the nation's leaders is to cover up the virus's real purpose as a bioweapon that was released too soon either by accident or on purpose. Listen to what this Dr. McCullough article has to say. Francis Boyle, who for decades has advocated against the development and use of bioweapons, suspects COVID-19 is a weaponized pathogen that escaped from Wuhan city biosafety level 4 facility, which was specifically set up to research coronaviruses and SARS. According to Boyle, the COVID-19 virus is a chimera, it includes SARS, an already weaponized coronavirus, along with HIV genetic material and possibly flu virus. It also has gain-of-function properties that allow it to spread a greater distance than normal. As noted by Boyle, the Wuhan lab is a designated WHO research lab, which may sound odd considering these facilities specialize in developing and researching dangerous pathogens that can easily be turned into bioweapons. The WHO, US Centers for Disease Control and Prevention and the drug industry also appear to have had their hand in many of the outbreaks of what appear to be weaponized viruses. While there have also so far been a limited number of reported cases of COVID-19 infection in the US, the US military has designated several detention sites around the country to quarantine Americans, should the situation take a turn for the worse. Click this link for another Mercola article that lists natural prevention and treatment options. Whether by design or accident, this crown virus, coronavirus, is providing to be a rich source of medical and scientific data, the kind that would be collected in a controlled clinical trial. This clinical trial just happens to an uncontrolled one, but the data is excellent because the number of unwilling participants is high and broad across the globe, spanning all climates, age groups, both genders and cultures with their various diets that can hurt or heal the victim and medical practice for victim care. The Chinese most certainly have learned much about the use of pestilence against its enemies and the affected nations are learning how to prevent the spread of such viruses. It could be that the reason so many pestilences as represented by the pale horse of Revelation 6 verse 8 will hit the earth all at once during the Great Tribulation to overwhelm man's protective systems. The beasts of the earth in this virus includes microbes. The Jews have their take on the virus. One rabbi claims the coronavirus' viciousness in Iran, ancient Persia, is God's way of killing Haman again. An Orthodox Israeli rabbi, Mir Mazuz, has claimed the spread of the daily coronavirus in Israel and around the world is divine retribution for the gay pride parades. Mazuz said that countries all over the world are being called to account because of their gay pride events, except for the Arab countries that don't have this evil inclination. That is why, he claimed, falsely suggesting there has only been one case of infection in the Arab world. They have not seen a spread of the coronavirus. The outbreak in Iran, one of the most serious in the country, he explained, as being due to the wicked ways of Iranians and their hatred of Israel. The rabbi rightfully despises the abomination of homosexuality. However, he fails to condemn Israel in like measures as Iran and other countries. Israel must be condemned more than other nations because one, Tel Aviv is the gay capital of the entire world and two, the Jews are supposed to know better and not allow abominations to happen in Yahweh's land. Rabbi Zamir Cohen, an Orthodox televangelist, who is himself under quarantine, said the virus is the result of the fact that non-Jews eat anything, in an apparent reference to the belief that the virus originated in animals trafficked for food in China. Rabbi Michael Green, writing for the Israeli National News, claims the coronavirus is found in scripture in an entomological sense at least. Green goes on to compare Moses' face veil to this virus and makes a call for people to attend Sabbath at the synagogue. Green also gives a tiny Talmud lesson saying, one should only stand up to pray with a heavy, i.e. serious and focused head. Baruchot 30b. Heavy head is pronounced COVID Rosh in Hebrew. So there you have it, folks says Green. The best way to be prepared for Corona is by coming to Shoal, praying with COVID Rosh, learning the Talmud, and unmasking the deep radiant secrets contained therein. Other rabbis also have opinions and advice. A video posted on social media by Rabbi Simcha Halevi Ashlag a leader of Ashlag ultra-orthodox community shows him encouraging followers to drink the Mexican beer Corona. When we pray and drink an alcoholic drink, the prayers have no more force, he says. Meanwhile, ultra-orthodox rabbi Ron Chaya encouraged followers to prepare for the arrival of the Messiah. All the warning signs of the coming of the Messiah are here to remain indifferent would be a tragedy he says in a video posted on a social media viewed more than 50,000 times. And if you're not already converted to Judaism or Noahidism now would be a good time since only Jews will be redeemed and not suffer in the great tribulation according to the Jews because they've already suffered enough on behalf of the nations. For new listeners, please know this remark is facetious. Stay away from Judaism and Noahidism, please. The Iranians, for their part, have their own theories about why the crown virus has attacked them. It's because of the Jews. Iran's health ministry reported that Zionists were behind the coronavirus. Press TV also quoted the same website, That was at the center of an anti-semitic article from 2017 that claimed America's Jews are driving America's wars. On March 5th Press TV claimed that Zionist elements developed a deadlier strain of coronavirus against Iran. Press TV's use of the Zionist label while also publishing articles linked to the American Jews drive America's wars is part of its campaign to link Israel to the spread of the virus to weave a conspiracy theory that fits with the regime's belief that it is a victim of biological warfare. Iran's regime requires a foreign enemy to distract its citizens from its failure to confront the virus last month. Then on March 7th, Foreign Minister Javad Zarif argued that the US sanctions had drained Iran's resources needed in the fight against the virus. He called it medical terrorism. Hussein Salami began telling people the virus was biological warfare derived from the US. We are now dealing with a biological war, he said on March 5th. He argued it may be the product of American biological warfare. Iran's regime only knows this talking point blame it on the US and Israel from regional security to the coronavirus it has pushed the same narrative for covid-19 it has relied on foreign antisemitic conspiracies to add weight to misinformation about the origins of the virus rabbis and iranians are not the only people making outlandish claims German Chancellor Angela Merkel has warned that up to 70% of the country's population, some 58 million people, could attract the coronavirus. Germany confirmed its third coronavirus-related death on Wednesday. Not only are people in self-quarantines in many countries now, but some nations are shutting borders. Israel, Jordan, China, Saudi Arabia, and Russia, just to name a few. Italy's borders are closed, but Yahweh wanted to let the Roman Edomites know who is in charge. So in the Lord's derision, Psalm 2, verse 4, he sent the self quarantined folks running into the streets with a mild earthquake. This was a demonstration of how things will work in the Great Tribulation. Just when you think you are coping with one situation, something else will happen. The coronavirus is creating a path to economic destruction. Perhaps it could also be the New World Order folks' opportunity to make changes required to implement Mystery Babylon's banking system in which all who participate must have the mark of the beast. Either economic destruction is coming, or economic change is coming, or both. Often when the New World Order folks stir the pot like they are now, it means they are doing something else behind the scenes that is not being widely reported in the news. With the new coronavirus now spreading globally, countries around the world must be prepared The economic aftermath of the outbreak could last at least a year, said Singapore's Foreign Minister Vivian Balakrishnan on CNBC. I think you have to be concerned about a major impact because it's a global phenomenon, and it's going to last quite some time, he said. You need to be psychologically prepared One new impact will be rolling recessions, according to Forbes. Major uncertainty in the global economy will potentially trigger a worldwide recession. The path of the disease and its economic consequences are highly uncertain. Most likely, the world will see rolling recessions as the disease spreads to different areas with economic recovery as the local epidemics die down. The economic impacts of quarantines and travel restrictions are probably more severe than the direct effects of death and illness. Thus, we are trading off sickness against economic growth. Usually a strong economy bodes well for health, as prosperity brings better water and sanitation, better nutrition, more and better health care services. In fighting this epidemic, though, health and economy come into conflict. Short economic downturns are likely in each country affected, though on different timelines. The Atlantic reports, global markets are volatile, supply chain disruptions are piling up, economists are slashing forecasts, investors are fleeing to the safety of bonds. The coronavirus epidemic is a public health crisis and it is morphing into an economic crisis too. The Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development forecast this month that in the best case scenario, COVID-19, the disease caused by the coronavirus and its fallout would slash global growth by half a percentage point. In a more likely scenario, given how governments are dithering on emergency financial measures and bungling their public health responses, It might slash global growth in half, meaning that many countries would fall into outright recession. The world economy faces the greatest threat since the Great Recession, the group concluded. The CNBC article called the coronavirus a test of a country's preparedness. According to CNN Business, the threat of stagflation, the term used to describe an economic slowdown coupled with the rising prices, is real. Another issue will be supply shock, bringing a spike in consumer prices from supply chain disruptions in China due to the coronavirus outbreak. The Fed and other central banks around the world will slash rates further, which may compound the problem and bring on a bond market crisis. During a bond market crisis caused by inflation, global central banks will be completely impotent. Michael Pento, president and founder of Pento Portfolio Strategies, said in a report, He added, this could produce a period of intense stagflation globally, such as never before seen. So what's the solution for stagflation? A federal buyout of bonds, again. President Donald Trump took to Capitol Hill Tuesday to sell lawmakers on his economic stimulus plan for the novel coronavirus outbreak, one that seemingly designed to help him get reelected this fall. Trump's plan, which he has called very dramatic, includes a temporary payroll tax cut and an economic bailout of airline and cruise industries. A payroll tax cut would lower the amount of taxes paid by both employees and employers, but wouldn't help unemployed people or people who miss work without pay due to illness or quarantine. Plus, this cut will affect entitlement and retirement programs, welfare, Medicaid, and Medicare, Social Security disability, and Social Security retirement payments in the future by creating a short-term drop in funding now. These programs are already short-funded. Now the payroll taxes used to fund them will be slashed. Trump pitched a 0% tax roll through the end of the year, meaning that neither workers or employers would be on the hook for the 6.2% tax up to 137,700 payroll taxes they usually pay to fund Social Security, or the 1.45% tax that funds Medicare. The Democrats hate every plan Trump brings forward, but GOP lawmakers also are not keen on it. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell has privately told several allies in recent days he personally opposes the plan. Ohio Senate Rob Portman told reporters that he thought a more targeted approach would be more effective. While White House Majority Leader Kevin McCarthy said he wanted to find A surgical way to help hourly workers. Fox News' Steve Hilton spent much of his opening monologue Sunday slamming Democrats and the media saying they've been stoking the flames of coronavirus panic with the country at risk of a catastrophic overreaction. Of course, no one should minimize it and we must do all we can to stop preventable deaths. But it seems to me that we've got a bunch of people in leadership positions in the media and business and Congress who are running around maximizing coronavirus without a thought for the harm they may be causing, Hilton said on the next revolution. Hilton pointed to a recent statement from a U.S. health official who asserted that over 85% of those infected will experience mild to no symptoms. But Steve doesn't understand that public panic will be the people management tool of the New World Order. They're using this unexpected opportunity, if they didn't actually cause it, to test their people corralling's methods. All over the earth, government facilities stand ready to take in the hordes of sick people, where during the Great Tribulation, they will last 10 days according to revelation 2 verse 10 but for now the panicked people seem to be following orders by self-quarantining albeit with the threat of military troops in the streets to guarantee compliance steve hilton has a point stay calm folks this is not the time to lose it because if you lose it you will fall into the hands of the wrong people one last item about the coronavirus before we move on Israel announced today that it has made a successful vaccine for the bug wow that was quick given that Netanyahu ordered Israel's bio facilities to begin working on it only about six weeks ago normally vaccines take months even years to develop this should tell you that this bug is not an accident they know too much about it to have it be some unknown foreign entity, and they have to work fast for a cure because they're not ready to kill about 500 million people yet. Can you imagine what these bio labs are really working with for the future? For minute-by-minute updates of coronavirus data and a world map, click the link in this article neither Benjamin Netanyahu or Benny Gantz appeared able to make a governing coalition so far. Gantz is trying to form this coalition with Avigdor Lieberman and the Arab parties. But Lieberman and the Palestinians have agendas that may turn out to be a bridge too far. Israel. Beta new Party leader Avigdor Lieberman with Gantz on Sunday laid out five preconditions for his joining a potential coalition consisting primarily of a set of secularist demands that have no chance of being accepted by Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu's ultra-Orthodox allies, but were quickly accepted by Blue and White Party chief Benny Gantz. The first was guaranteeing a monthly stipend of at least 70% of the minimum wage in Israel for all retirees living off old-age pensions or guaranteed incomes. All the other demands concerned the issue of religion and state. He demanded that the right to decide whether to allow public transportation and open businesses on the Sabbath day of rest be transferred from the government to local municipalities and councils another demand was a year old pledge to pass unaltered a draft law regulating the conscription of ultra orthodox yeshiva students to the military that was passed in a first reading in the Knesset in 2018 the ultra orthodox parties have vehemently refused this demand Lieberman's fourth demand was approving civil marriage in Israel, where religious authorities currently control all registration of marriage. And the fifth was to allow all city rabbis to oversee conversions to Judaism, a demand opposed by the ultra-Orthodox, because they fear many people will go to relatively liberal rabbis who impose less stringent demands. These demands are all in Lieberman's effort to prevent Israel from becoming a religious state ruled by the rabbis and Sanhedrin, and the conditions were agreed to by Gantz. A coalition with the Arab joint list was the fifth demand. Can Gantz form a coalition with the Arabs now that he is the skittish Avigdor Lieberman in his corner? Well, it turns out that the Arabs have their own list of demands. After a preliminary meeting on Monday with Benny Gantz, the Arab party, which won 15 Knesset seats in the last election, has a list of demands in exchange for throwing its support behind the blue and white leader for Israel's premiership. They include an end to Jewish visits to the Temple Mount, the holiest site in Judaism, and no unilateral steps linked to the Trump administration peace plan dubbed the deal of the century. O'Day also said that half of Israel's capital should be given over to the capital of a future Palestinian state, but he said the party would refrain from pushing that demand at present, Tuma Suleiman further remarked that democracy in Israel was in a sad state due to the nation state law which specifies the nature of the state of Israel as the nation state of the Jewish people and the deal of the century and that Gantz's historic chance to become the prime minister won't happen without the Arabs. Ada Tuma Suleiman, a member of the Knesset from the Joint Arab list a Christian Arab, declared that the pre-Messiah process of the ingathering of the exiles was complete. What she means is the Jewish return is over. Oops! No more automatic aliyah. Members of the Gantz, own Kahal party, are dissenting the proposal to join with the Arab joint list. The rebellion within the left-center block has grown while MK's Handel and Hauser, known for their right-wing views, were the first to begin challenging the dangerous political move. Gesher faction leader Orly Levy Abekasis, who only teamed up with the left due to social issues, has now come out against the coalition supported by the joint list. Add Chile Troper, and Gantz's chance at building a coalition seem far away. Predictions with a situation as fluid as it is, it is difficult to make any predictions. The one thing is clear though that the great transition is in Israel between a society driven only by secular Zionism to one that has at its core a religious Zionism and Jewish tradition appears to be in full swing. In another development, the Knesset members from the ultra-Orthodox Shas party signed a statement on Sunday committing not to join a minority government led by Gantz and promising to use their best efforts to bring down such a government and to support a government headed by Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu shah's party chairman said all of the other members of the parties in the right-wing block would also sign into the statement gaffney stressed that united torah judaism is adamant about not joining a coalition with Gantz and that it is remaining within the right-wing block led by netanyahu either way israel is in trouble according to Carmi Gilone, who was head of the Shin Bet during the biggest security-related failure in Israel's history, when Yigal Amir assassinated Prime Minister Yitzhak Rabin on November 4, 1995. He says that while we've been drowning in the messianic and poisonous discourse surrounding, yes, Bibi, no Bibi, in new Jewish underground has been getting organized out of sight. They have a more steadfast faith in the religiousness of their path all the way to the state of the halakha, traditional religious law, and rule by the Sanhedrin. More rabbis than have ever operated around here will give them all the requisite kosher stamps of approval. More and more outstanding young men with high officers' ranks and yarmulkes believe in the supremacy of the Torah over the state, which is just a loathsome stage on the way to redemption, a new kingdom and a gold-covered temple in place of the pesky Dome of the Rock. Galone claims Israel's destruction will begin with a terror attack. Galone's scenario uses an attack of Dormition Abbey in Jerusalem's old city, or Nazareth Church of the Annunciation. Any such attack will ignite huge flames and new waves of Christian anti-Semitism abroad. Body parts will be collected from a Reformed synagogue in Tel Aviv, while in Jerusalem, lawmakers will wallow in their own blood in the Knesset parking lot after a shoulder-fired missile hits those coming out of a plenary debate. Gillone's words may seem far-fetched, but you will find this scenario in Vicious Messiah, a political thriller Gillone wrote with veteran journalist and author Youssef Shavet. In Hebrew, Kinneret Zamora Devere. And although he likely holds a unique record, the only security service chief in the modern Western world who has ever written a thriller, he doesn't look at the binding of his book with the satisfaction of an excited, novice thriller writer, but rather with the deep, existential, Angst of a pained man who bears too many scars. He doesn't hide the fact that this book is a means and not an end. Because all politicians have been solely preoccupied with survival for far too long since Yehud Barak, basically, and maybe, with the exception of Ariel Sharon, who had some political daring, two scenarios are likely. One is bad and the other very bad. He bemoans Benjamin Netanyahu has mortgaged the state, statesmanship, and democracy in his refusal to go to jail. A majority of 61 Knesset seats, with or without deserters, from Kohol will pave the way for the French law, granting a prime minister immunity from prosecution. Legislation that will override Supreme Court rulings and firing of the Attorney General, which will be easy to do. True, there will be a petition against this step to the High Court of Justice, and if it rules that the government has no authority to fire him under these circumstances, we'll hit another crisis and a new election." An even worse scenario, Gilan says, would be a unity government of Netanyahu with Benny Gantz and Cahol Levan. Gilan's prediction is correct, but not for political reasons. It is correct for the reason of Mystery Babylon. The prophets called Jerusalem a whore and pointed to her as Babylon, long before John wrote the book of Revelation. The U.S. State Department has approved an Israeli request to buy eight KC-46A Pegasus aerial tankers. Trump just armed Israel for war with Iran. He gave Israel the ability to attack Iran's nuclear sites with F-35s. Three weeks ago, a $3 billion deal was made for Israel to get geared up for war, and part of that deal was for Israel to help the U.S. fight its war with Russia in the Middle East, if necessary. The state's department approval of the sale is deemed to provide a redundant capability to U.S. assets within the region, potentially freeing U.S. assets for use elsewhere during times of war. In other words, the U.S. is selling tankers to Israel with the expectation that they will be used to support Americans as well as the Israeli forces during wartime. The deal includes another Lockheed Martin F-35 squadron and another Boeing F-15 squadron. So while Iran is busy burying their head and trying to stop the coronavirus, The U.S. and Israel took advantage of this opportunity to escalate their provocation against the King of the North without tipping their hand because the news media is preoccupied with coronavirus and election news. So far, Israel has signed contracts for 50 F-35s. The plan is to buy 25 more. The reasons for the purchase of more than F-35s were based on its capability to gather and share intelligence. With the threats Israel faces, this capability is essential. One of the sources said the F-35s have proven their capability to serve as target's generator for other fighter aircraft. The two aircraft will be equipped with some Israeli-developed systems, The IAF has prepared a list of weapons systems and functional systems that it intends to test on special F-35 test aircraft to be delivered this year. It was built according to specifications that took two years to prepare. Sources say the focus is on special air-to-ground systems. Folks, these are not defensive weapons. They're designed for offensive use. This deal puts the crown, pun intended, on the U.S. and Israel's plan for Iran. How long do you think Iran will wait before fulfilling its role as Daniel's King of the North? Another aspect of the U.S. plan in the Middle East is to be equipped against Russia. Another of the main scenarios is attacking targets protected by Russian-made S-300s and S-400s surface air missiles. The F-35s participated for the first time in such an exercise designed to penetrate the northern sector and provide their worth. The F-35 is the only aircraft designed with a requirement that it be able to defeat advanced Russian SAM systems, like the S-300, which are operational in Syria. The IIF did not explain why the exercise simulated areas protected by the more advanced S-400s, like the ones purchased by Turkey. One explanation may be based on Turkey's declaration that it might deploy the S-400 near its border with Syria. Israeli sources said that the S-400 may be rushed to the area under certain circumstances, and that is the reason that the pilots are being trained against it. Those sources added that the current dispute about the gas reservoirs in the Mediterranean has the potential to cause major confrontations. Another scenario is of the IAF suppressing salvos of missiles launched by the Hezbollah in Lebanon, which has an arsenal of some 140,000 rockets, some with very heavy warheads. According to Colonel A from the IAF, the enemy is capable of launching big salvo rockets. Our mission is to strike even before a single rocket is launched. The decision to buy both airplanes is surprising as the big deficit in the Israeli national budget makes it hard to finance such a big acquisition plan. The Lockheed Martin F-35 test aircraft will be delivered to the Israeli Air Force, the IAF, later this year together with six additional aircraft parts of the 50 under contract. So far, 20 aircraft have been delivered. This purchase made possible by the Trump administration should not be surprising. It should have been expected. And the fact that Israel cannot afford this deal makes it suspect as to the timing of the purchase as well. It has all the earmarks of something really dangerous to come. Iran already believes their national suffering with the coronavirus is the U.S. and Israel's fault, they're going to love the U.S. and Israel's war plans. Is Rabbi Glazerson right that Iran will attack Israel this year? Will we have to wait and see for that is also in Yahweh's timing? Just know this, the global coronavirus news coverage keeps people in panic mode is also preventing them from seeing the increased risk of global war. Now let's turn our attention to Turkey and Syria. Turkey and Russia announced a ceasefire in Adlib, Syria's last opposition enclave, on Thursday, agreeing to establish a security corridor with joint patrols. The ceasefire agreement was hanging by a thread on Tuesday. President Erdogan has said, warning that Ankara will respond heavily if its military observance posts in the region come under attack. Two weeks ago, President Trump said the U.S. will not suffer munitions or any other type of support to Turkey. But this week said the United States has offered to sell Turkey its Patriot missile defense system if Ankara promises not to operate a rival Russian system. President Erdogan has decided that Turkey will keep its borders open for migrants trying to travel to Europe until the European Union, the EU, meets Ankara's expectations over a 2016 migration deal. Tens of thousands of migrants have been trying to get into EU member Greece since Turkey said on February 28th it would no longer keep them on its territory as agreed under the deal with Brussels in return for EU aid for the refugees. Greece has used tear gas and water cannon to prevent migrants crossing the border, and Erdogan condemned the actions of Greek security forces after showing a video of scenes at the border as he made a speech to his party's lawmakers in Parliament. Across the continent, German politicians vow to keep borders shut, even as thousands of protesters in the capital demand entry for desperate Syrians. In France, some wonder whether refugee tent cities will pop up in front of shops and restaurants again. European officials worried about a repeat of the 2015 refugee crisis are scrambling to contain the fallout from Turkey's move over the weekend to open its western borders to more than 4 million refugees and migrants it has been hosting. A similar unchecked wave five years ago rocked the continent, and scrabbled the political landscape in Britain, Germany, Italy, and countries across Central Europe. Over the past two days, European Union countries have moved to shore up their borders. The bloc also has sent its top officials to Turkey to try and resolve the escalating military clash with Russian-backed Syrian government forces. The Czech Republic, Hungary, Poland and Slovakia this week pledged to help Greece deal with the pressure of keeping out a wave of refugees. Much has been said about how the New World Order is using the coronavirus event for various purposes and test runs, but what's in it for our King, Yeshua, Yahweh? In any war, both sides take advantage of situations, which is why war is so chaotic. We will have more and more events the closer we get to Yeshua's arrival and the chaos will increase as both sides make use of every situation. Understand that Yahweh is always in control no matter how out of control things seem. All the events of the coming Great Tribulation and those leading up to it have a purpose which is to start the process of driving His people home. This is not only a spiritual application, but a physical one as well. Home, in this sense, refers to true repentance where every citizen of biblical Israel repents like Daniel, who repented using the Leviticus 26 chapters 40 through 42 instruction. True repentance requires taking full responsibility for our ancestors' sins as well as our own and admitting to Yahweh that we understand why we are in exile and not in the land of our inheritance. Here are the instructions for repentance according to Leviticus 26:40 40 through 42 Leviticus 26.40. If they confess their iniquity and the iniquity of their fathers in their trespass, which they trespass against me, and also that because they walked contrary to me, I also walked contrary to them and brought them into the land of their enemies. If then their uncircumcised heart is humbled and they then accept the punishment of their iniquity, Then I will remember my covenant with Jacob and also my covenant with Isaac and also my covenant with Abraham and I will remember the land. Number one, confess your perversions, iniquity. Number two, confess that you know your ancestors committed the same perversions, iniquity. Number three, admit that you committed treason, ma'al, against Yahweh. Number four, admit that you know your ancestors committed the same treason, Ma'al, against Yahweh. Number five, admit walking contrary to Yahweh, both you and your ancestors. Number six, admit that you now understand why Yahweh has walked contrary to his people. Number seven, circumcise your heart. And number eight, accept the punishment on your behalf for all the sins that your ancestors and you committed. The last generation has to become the Daniel generation. It won't be that only one Daniel-like person repents for the entire nation. No, this time all of us will have to repent this way or Yahweh will continue his punishment of us until we do. It is only after doing all the steps in Leviticus 26:40 40 through 42 that Yahweh will remember His covenant with Jacob, His covenant with Isaac, and His covenant with Abraham. These are listed backwards here, the only place in Scripture where this occurs because it is a reversal of the generational that have come across the ages from 3,500 years ago. Yes, we inherited the golden calf sin and the sin of ten spies and the complaining, rebellion, treason of our forefathers in the first wilderness experience. After Yahweh remembers the three patriarchs, he will remember his covenant with the land. This is when we will get to go home. But before we return to Jerusalem, we will all be gathered in the same wilderness as our forefathers the first time. We will cross over the Jordan River with Yeshua just as the second generation did with Joshua. Then, all the way to Jerusalem, we will march with our king leading the way. These beginning of sorrows events are happening exactly like Yahweh planned. If we will take the hint and begin our repentance now, we will be spared from much pain and sorrow when the great tribulation hits. That's it for this Beast Watch News update. This is Kimberly Rogers Brown signing off. Click over to beastwatchnews.com for full comprehensive coverage of all the headlines fulfilling end of day's Bible prophecy.